It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW, Sitka. Today is Friday, July 14. I'm Meredith Reddick, and this is Raven News. Alaskans will soon be able to reach a suicide prevention hotline by calling a three-digit number. Starting Saturday, calls and texts to 988 from a 907 area code will go to the CARE line, Alaska's suicide hotline. It's part of a national effort to establish one suicide hotline number across the country. The crisis counselors will provide confidential support 24 hours a day and seven days a week. They're trained to help people of all ages, including non-English speakers, veterans, and people who are deaf or hard of hearing. In 2020 in Alaska, suicide was the leading cause of death for Alaska Native youth aged 10 to 19 and for youth aged 10 to 14. Suicide was the second leading cause of death overall for Alaskans aged 15 to 34 in 2020. That's according to the state health department. Alaskans can still reach the care line at 877-266-HELP, and the number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-TALK. The owners of Wrangell's Burger Joint are leasing a decades-old bed and breakfast to try and meet local demand for hotel and short-term rental space. KSDK's Sage Smiley reports. Wrangell locals may know the red-roofed cedar building at the base of the peninsula that protects town's inner harbor as the old sourdough lodge, but the building is under new management. This is all new. You know, we we make burgers, and <laughs> I've stayed in a hotel before, but that's about it. Sitting in the Harborview great room of the lodge, Clarissa Orissa and Josh Young say they've had running a lodge on the brain for more than a decade, but it's finally panning out. It's a whole new adventure. <laughs> it really is, and it's a it's an opportunity. It's yeah. a great opportunity, and I've it's it's really nice, and it, it gives us the opportunity to stay in Wrangell, which ultimately was. It's a big deal for us. And we've given the town something good to talk about, you know, like positive <laughs> vibes, I think, has been one of the, probably one of the coolest things, you know, we just, like everywhere I turn, people are like, oh my gosh, you guys, congratulations. And so that feels really good too, because it feels like the community is super supportive and like really just wants to see this happen, you know, and I, I so I think that's great. And this is such a beautiful building to not have something happening in here, you know. It really is just, I, I love the quirks and all, I love this building. Like many other Alaska communities, Wrangell's short and long-term housing markets have very little wiggle room. Apartments on local for rent pages are often snapped up same day, and before the Youngs reopened the lodge for business, the visitor housing market consisted of one hotel and a few small bed and breakfasts. Josh and Clarissa hope they can ease the pressure. The Youngs say they've been looking for a new business endeavor, a place to expand beyond the covered cedar porch of J&W's on Front Street. Plus, they also have a more personal connection to the old sourdough lodge. This was our wedding and reception area, right in here. My grandpa stayed in one of those rooms back there. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. All our wedding photos are in this room. <laughs> the 15,000 square foot building has existed in some form since the mid-1980s, when it started as a simple modular. The cedar structure of today grew around it over the years. There's a framed series of photos of the building's progression in the kitchen. From the 1980s to 2016, it was a tourism lodge. For a few years in the late 2010s, it functioned as an assisted living facility, and the borough rented space at the old sourdough lodge as a quarantine facility during the height of the pandemic. But it's no longer going to be known as the Old Sourdough Lodge. Rissa and Josh have settled on the Cedar House Inn. 
In total, the inn has 18 rooms, but the Youngs say they're trying not to overextend themselves too quickly. They're starting out with renting eight, and just for shorter-term rentals. This is one of the bigger rooms that we've got. This is, we're calling this our family room. But they plan to rent long-term rooms too, maybe some of the larger suites in the upstairs portion of the building. Josh says they've been approached by a number of individuals and organizations around town about the possibility of longer leases, including local healthcare provider, Search. He says the goal is to have longer-term rooms available by August. If we try to go full tilt right now, I think it's a recipe for failure and it would probably sacrifice the quality of service we're able to put forward. Another thing Josh is committed to is getting the kitchen up and running. He's an avid cook even outside of the burger restaurant and is enamored with the lodge's American-made range and the commercial kitchen layout. The youngs want to serve simple sit-down breakfast, eggs, bacon, toast, maybe some sourdough pancakes as an homage to the history of the building. It's been a breakneck process to pull together all the little things needed to manage a hotel, Josh says. The last three weeks have been insane. And they couldn't have done it without the help of their five kids, who range in age from 7 to 15. The oldest has been holding down the fort at the burger place. The second oldest wants to be head housekeeper. The younger kids have been helping unpack the stacks and stacks of Amazon boxes. Yeah. They're getting a good education. Yeah, no, it is phenomenal. And to be able to provide your kids something like that, that's, that's huge. You know, where else would they get exposure to you know, the the very beginning of starting a business like this and, and all of the little things. And we, we share all of our trials and thoughts along the way and, and how we approach each challenge as it goes and move forward. And, and I think that's a that's an education that, that, that is not available to most. It certainly wasn't available to me. <laughs> so. At the moment, the Youngs aren't purchasing the building outright. Their lease to buy contract is 12 months from this July to the next, but they hope to purchase what's now the Cedar House Inn in April 2023 by having the building carry its rental cost by September and by renting 16 of the 18 rooms by October. We've got a lot of ideas. We want to make it into like a real a place for the community, the, the people, the local people to come and sit and relax and, you know, enjoy, you know, events at uh, you know different times of the year and stuff we we really and it, and it just fits for that it's a real it's like a homey place eventually they hope to host family style meals maybe a big christmas breakfast ultimately the youngs say the goal is to give the community a place to come together and feel a bit of wrangle's small town magic in wrangle i'm sage smiley the Alaska Board of Education and Early Development on Wednesday appointed Heidi Teschner acting commissioner for the state's education department, according to the Alaska Beacon. Teschner, who was most recently deputy commissioner, is filling the department's top position following Michael Johnson's June 30 resignation. Board Chair James Field said the board wasn't in any rush to pick a permanent commissioner. Field said the board would go over the process for the search at its September meeting. Unlike other commissioners, the commissioner of education is not named by the governor. State law calls for the state school board to make an appointment without regard for political affiliation, although the governor, this commissioner is subject to the approval of the governor. A Petersburg teenager who spent nearly a year in cancer treatment in Seattle got quite a surprise Wednesday at the airport. He thought he was getting on the plane for yet another doctor's visit. Instead, he's off to California to meet an NBA champion. Joe Vicknicki reports. Wait, like for, like for real? Yeah, for real, for real, for real. <laughs> so, hey, this is, this is 
This was all set up. 15-year-old Joseph Tagabon just had his mind blown, and it took a while for the truth to sink in. I'm not going to go to the appointment at all, right? It's just gonna not, not this trip. No. <laughs> For the second time in less than a year, family and friends gathered at the airport wearing blue and white Joseph Strong t-shirts and holding signs. In November, they gave him a warm homecoming in a snowstorm after months of painful treatment for leukemia at Seattle Children's Hospital. Now, they're sending him off on the trip of a lifetime. Teachers and coaches like Cindy Fry and Mick Petruski filled him in on details. Right, so in life, right, like in basketball, you never give up, Joseph. Your family, your team, and the Petersburg community have been by your side during all the hard times. You, sir, have demonstrated through this process what incredible strength that you have. You are not heading to a medical appointment. You're headed to the Golden State for the Golden State Warriors for a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity with Clay Thompson. And he's ESPN. Tagabons is one of the 12,000 opportunities of a lifetime expected to be granted this year by Make-A-Wish America. His wish is to meet the Warriors basketball star. Clay helped uh, the team, majorly helped, that t helped the team win the championship and how it was just a team effort. And Tagabon wears a Golden State hat and said he watched every game of the Warriors' latest NBA championship run. His time with Thompson will be featured on a TV series called My Wish. It's a 15-year-old collaboration between Make-A-Wish and the sports broadcasting giant ESPN with ESPN's correspondent Chris Connolly. Tagabon said he had no idea about having his wish granted. I keep on getting filled with surprises. I mean, first there was the... Surprise right out here for the for the homecoming for me coming back and then now it's for me <laughs> making my wish come true. So it's it's just it's crazy how things can just happen and just full life is full of surprises and I don't know, it's just crazy to me. He's shaking his hand in a couple of days. Yeah. I'm awestruck. <laughs> oh my gosh. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. His parents were notified just the day before that the wish would be granted and the family would be flying to California the next day. Jamie Sandys with Make-A-Wish America says the airport surprise came together at the last minute. The community just came together so quickly to, to make that moment really special for Joseph. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the perfect way to kick off what's going to be a truly unforgettable, life-changing experience. Tagabon is the first Alaskan to be featured on the My Wish series. No word if it's sunken yet. In Petersburg, Joe Vicknicki. Thank you all so much. <laughs> I can't believe it, man. I'm Meredith Reddick, and this has been Raven News.